Well, well, well. <laughs> what is up, guys? We are back. Welcome to Solon. I'm your host, Sierra. It's been a minute. It's been a full year since the last episode. And life was lifing. That's all I can really say. Life was lifing. We're back. Welcome to episode four. If you're just now joining us, if you're new, welcome. Go back and listen to the first three episodes. They are a treat. And this one is 100% going to be a treat. The title of this episode is Sunsetting My 20s because my 29th year of life 1000% sent me out of my 20s. I don't know if it was the right way, but probably in all the ways that was necessary for me to go into my 30s for my own journey, my own path. So I really just want to talk about what happened, what I learned, my life experiences, who I am now, where that brought me to. And I have a special guest with me. She was on the last episode, on episode three. She came back for more. So I have Lauren. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Are you excited to talk about this? Yes, I am. Yeah. So, I mean, it's everything... All the things that I've learned isn't to say that like just because it was, you know, learned in my my last year of my 20s, it's not to say that you haven't experienced it or no one's experienced it yet because you're not this age. It's just what I experienced and we're going to talk about it. We're going to share and mm -hmm. I'm very sure that there's a lot of things that people can relate to that Lauren <laughs> can relate to. So we're just going to dive in. I want to start with the Instagram post that I made on my birthday last year, my 29th birthday last year, I set intentions for myself for my 29th year, my last year in my 20s. Started off, I said big things in store for this last year of my 20s, Intentionally, intentionality and growth are the themes for this year. The goal is not to feel like I have arrived by my 30th, but to feel like I have grown and progressed from who I am today. Intentional about taking time for myself, self-love and dating myself focused on taking accountability personally and professionally and putting big effort and doing the hard things into making myself better to make a meaningful impact on those around me and cr that I cross paths with. So I will definitely say based off of that caption and looking back at the past year, I definitely did that. I was 100% intentional, um, and I'm 1,000% because of those experiences, not the same person that I was, or in the same position that I was when I was 29. Yeah, true. And when I began my 29th year. So we'll get into the juiciness <laughs> of this all. Okay, so the good stuff, right? I live my life, I don't really live my life by quotes, but when I see a quote, I'm like, mm, grab it. <laughs> Relatable, this is me. So I'm just going to read off a couple of the quotes that stood out to me within the year that I was like, wow, I'm feeling this like on the deepest level. Like this is, I see this now. Mm -hmm. And there were some quotes that I saw like years before that reading them again, seeing them last year that I was like, wow, I actually understand this 10 times more. So the first one, is every next level of your life will demand a different version of you. True. Yep, I'll just let that land. True. <laughs> if you, the, the next one is if you want to be good, you really don't have a lot of choices because it takes what it takes. You have to do what you have to do to be successful, mm. which we'll unpack that 
and what success means and all of that. The next one is, you know who's going to give you everything? Yourself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, you don't get to greatness by being comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, should probably just be the title of my life. 29th year. Yeah. <laughs> or just life in life. general. And then the second to last one is the deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain, thanking God through the trials, trusting him when we're tempted to lose hope, and loving him even when he seems distant. At my lowest, God is my hope. At my darkest, God is my light. At my weakest, God is my strength. At my saddest, God is my comforter. And then the last one is this, honestly, is... I'm just going to say it. God trusts me with this journey. He knows I can handle it. So we'll start with, of course, I always have bullet points. This <laughs> is the way I do life. So we'll start with just like little things like the bullet points of the 29th year, which the first one was setting boundaries. So we'll just kind of unpack that. Like I learned a lot with that. In just aspects of my personal life, aspects with my relationships with my significant other, no longer, but was. We'll unpack that too, mm-hmm. like going through a breakup-ish and just dealing with that. But because, you know, this it's all the healing journey. And yeah. I just love talking about it and being in a space that I'm in now to be able to feel comfortable to talk about it because it was a journey to get here. Yeah. And to feel that way. But the probably one of the most valued relationships that I have in my life is the one with my mom and my parents. And when it came to setting boundaries for myself with my mom, it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was really hard. We went to therapy. I think I talked about it on the other episodes before, like slightly. I think I hinted on it yeah. about like uh, the trials that we kind of went through. You obviously know mm-hmm. all of them, but going to therapy definitely helped me personally and then we had a session where we went together that was truly freeing because there was just things that we talked about and advice that we got from the therapist that we've both like that I've seen us both implement whenever those times come where there's tension rising and it just now that we've gone through that has given me a lot of like I'm very proud mm-hmm. of my mom because I'm like I see that you you know she's taking what we learned in that and implementing it because she wants our relationship to be better and then the same thing on my end whereas yeah. like I'm you know I'm still growing obviously I'm getting as you get older you get wiser but sometimes it's harder dealing with your parents because they're older you you know you start start to think like they're set in their ways you can't teach an old dog new tricks like all these things but it was just very nice to see that she was willing to change for the sake of our relationship and the future right and like when you're sitting in that therapy um environment there's nothing better than a neutral mind yeah there's nothing better than somebody that doesn't know your side of the story or her side of the story Because they can take both sides equally Mm -hmm. and assess from there, which is really nice. Um, And even, like, from the outside looking in, saw the changes from you, the changes from your mom on hers end, even though, you know, she's not here. But just the way that you guys communicate with each other um, is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, like, 
And that's not to say that, like, obviously now, like, you see it. You see the, the fruits of the labor now. Right. But going through it, rough. Yes. Like, yes. wanting to cry all the time, just not anything. The only way to, to get through a situation is to go through it. Exactly. And that's exactly kind of what we experienced. Um, and I guess just to elaborate more so really is that like I used to tell my parents, my mom, you know, my mom is my best friend. She's like my sister. I used to tell my parents, my family, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything in life. And sometimes I felt like I was leaving them out or I felt bad if I wasn't telling them things. And the bad part of that, the bad side of it when you're in a relationship is when you tell your friends and family everything about your relationship, you give them the open door to your relationship. You give them access to come in and state their opinions and to form an opinion of your significant other, Mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad. And I think in that is where I saw like okay I like I've yeah. created this tornado right because I may feel a certain way about this situation with my significant other but my family has created their own opinion because they love me exactly and they which now I'm able to see that like before I was like I don't really understand like how like you're just being very judgmental. Mm-hmm. You're um, you're being a critic. Like just let me live life. Yeah, that's something you can never see the situation when you're in it. Yeah. Currently, yeah. you can only see once you're reflecting, um, whether that be with the partner still or not. Mm-hmm. Like you're always going to have these like weird love blinders on, mm-hmm. um, even though your friends and family are like, "Hello, like what's happening." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's okay. That's normal. I mean, yeah. that's again like a personal journey that that everybody has to go on. Do you specifically? Yeah. Um, but to the point of like, I was letting them in so much that much. like, and not only was I letting them in, but I I valued their approval. Right. So much so that if they didn't approve of who I was dating, it was kind of like okay, I'm not going to date that person. Right. Which doesn't allow, so much so, I'll just put it blankly, so much so that I was willing to sacrifice my happiness because I didn't get the approval of my mom for this person. Yeah. But just something about that 29th year. <laughs> I just learned that, like, I have to set boundaries. If I want to be happy, it really stemmed from, do I want to be happy or do I want to live the rest of my life based on making my parents happy. Right. And I realized that if I continue to live life the way I was living it, by trying to make my parents happy, that I was never going to be happy myself. And I was never going to be able to find a partner that truly fits me. Right. Um, so that's kind of what, like, I guess, kick-started it. And that's when, or that was like the eye-opener. Like, okay, I need to set boundaries and it's going to be the hardest thing ever because it's with the person that I value the most. It's the relationships that I value the most. Um, So I had to start telling her less. Mm -hmm. And my approval shifted. Like I also had to do inner work within myself to know that like I'm no longer searching for my parents' approval, my mom's approval. I'm searching for 
my own approval like are my own needs being met does this person am i happy within myself to be in this relationship to be able to go through all the ins and the outs and be able to handle the fires when the fires happen and of course you have people that you can vent to but the people that you vent to are they going to give you sound advice and stay neutral so it's like therapy right that's the hardest part yeah 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 so i learned um you know there was just certain things i couldn't tell that i couldn't take to my mom anymore Mm -hmm. um because it was just going to keep feeding this opinion in her head and i just you know i you're at this point you'll know what i what i tell you (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly and like honestly you know seeking that approval time after time it was good for you to take a step away because then you were able to form your own opinions and make your own decisions based on what you were feeling and what you wanted Mm -hmm. versus what somebody else wants for you yeah so it's hard and it was very very hard and i think the next step of that of like setting boundaries is knowing that someone's response to your boundary is not your responsibility Mm -hmm. because i felt like i was making her upset or like i was just doing something that she didn't approve of mm-hmm. I was like uh, like I don't want this to be another argument I'm like sick of arguing with my mom like I just want my mom back like I want our relationship back but we had to go through it like it would have been very easy for me to throw the towel in and be like okay well let me just keep doing what I've been doing in order for us to get back to normal mm-hmm when really what I realized is that we had, in order for us to get to our new normal, I had to stand my ground and dig my heels into the ground to set the boundary because that's really just a part of me growing up right? and becoming an adult and going into my 30s mm-hmm. and like just being able to adult that both of us were like, you also have to step back and see both sides and like give each other grace because on my end, I'm growing up. This is my like next step of how just me stepping into my own and or the next like phase of life, but it's also the first time on my mom's end and my my dad's end of dealing with you know their child growing up. Yeah. Like they don't Yeah. No one has a handbook for life. No one has a handbook for raising a child. Um, so all of the things that I'm going through the, for the first time, they're also going through for the first time on the parent side, right. which was a lot to look at. Therapy helped me do a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what really helped me in the bigger picture of this entire process in being able to be okay with her being upset about my new boundary was seeing my mom in my parents as humans and not as my parents. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the hardest things. Yeah. As children. As their children, I mean. Yeah. Because you don't e- you don't even like take a second to think about like what have they gone through in their life. Mm-hmm. They had a childhood. They had parents yeah. too. Like you don't think about that stuff. So. No, because the only thing you think of is these are my parents. They're supposed to do this. They're supposed to do that. They're they should know how to do all of this right. to provide and to help me get through this situation and to guide me through life when really 
they're experiencing everything for the first time too especially on my end because I'm an only child so like everything I do that I experience for the first time they're experiencing for the first time right it's all Um, new yeah so they're you know muddying through their emotions and feelings and how they feel and how they should also be able to you know work through in the same way that I'm figuring out who I should go to to vent to that's neutral yeah so are they yep their friends and family like my aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. like who can be the one that is going to be the most level-headed to give you you know the advice that is needed but and not the advice that's what you want to hear because that's really important too right exactly because the even even advice that you don't want to hear is sometimes necessary Mm -hmm. but you know causes friction at the same Mm -hmm. time so yeah but what i learned in that entire process is that setting boundaries is a form of self-love and self-care which shout out to episode one (laughs) um but it's a just a huge form of self-love and self-care and at the time it doesn't feel like it it feels like the hardest thing in the world but once you get through it it's just it's the, it's the best thing I could have it's the best experience I could have ever gone through and the best lesson I could have ever learned yeah. so far and those who respect it those who respect you and those who love you will respect it yes 100%. it's rough but the people who matter get it and they'll stick around they'll stick through it and if they care they'll work with you to make the situation and the relationship better yeah absolutely yeah it's hard because I know being on the other end of it you know watching you go through that is Mm -hmm. one of my closest friends is the hardest thing but you know when you see that what you're saying to your friend is not being perceived well and you know it's hurting their feelings you really just you have to take a step back and just be there for them Mm -hmm. versus you know putting your opinions on them like I think you should be doing this. I don't think this, 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 this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's their journey, and you just need to be there. That's your job yeah. as a friend, I think, in, in my opinion, you know. Yeah. It's hard, but you have to do it. Yeah. Hold their hand when they need it. Buy them coffee when they need it. Take them out <laughs> to dinner, you know. <laughs> and sometimes, like, you just have to feel the feelings. Like, yeah. You just have to kind of go through it, which – kind of brings me to the next thing um you guys (laughs) I think this is probably one of my most mature it's one of my most mature breakings to a cycle into a relationship a friendship and this time around with the healing process and the journey I really allowed myself to feel every feeling Mm -hmm. I think before I would kind of suppress it I would throw myself into work and just kind of act like nothing nothing mattered I would act like you know like I'm fine it's whatever like life goes on um so so will I like we'll you know Keep it, keep it trucking. Right. Yeah, because, man, I kind of went through a little bit of 
I don't want to say it a lot, but like started off the beginning of the year with someone who was just like really tested me setting my boundaries mm-hmm. was on the extreme love bombing maybe might be the word yeah um love bombing to the max and then the on the other hand ending the year with someone who was completely opposite who i had to kind of beg to be present be pre- <laughs> like to be present yeah. to know their emotions to be included in their life like mm-hmm. yeah it was whew, that was a lot but I think now and then even in the mix of that doing like my normal habits which is I got this putting a poker face on walking into work being like you know everything sunshine and butterflies outside mm-hmm. and in my life and everything is good because work is work and work is going to remain constant so yeah. That's what I put my focus on. Exactly. And, you know, something that I think we're taught from a very early age, specifically even me, I feel like we're cut from the same yeah. um, cloth, is that, you know, when stuff when stuff's going down in your personal life, you leave it at the door and you work. Yep. But that's not always easy. No. I mean, life will seep in, and it's important to recognize those emotions and, and roll through that journey, you know, because if you leave it at the door at work, and I leave it at the door at yeah. home too. And I'm, when I'm out with my friends yep. and here. So it kind of like seeps into every aspect of life versus just really yeah. sitting in that. Yeah. I didn't, it doesn't allow you to process anything. No. Because you're just on to the next. You're continuing to move because you're avoiding dealing with how you feel. Exactly. And I just really found, first of all, I had to take this time around. Because I knew how I wanted to do it. I knew that my biggest thing, because, you know, obviously started the year off with intention. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted the next year to be, and t- I wanted to be very intentional, and I wanted to grow. So, just having that in the back of my mind. Like, obviously, I'm not saying I woke up every day being like, oh, I'm going to be intentional today. <laughs> today, I'm going to grow. Like, I didn't no. wake up every day thinking it's like not that. not possible. But, like, just every, I just took every day with what was in front of me. I took one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one thing I used to tell myself when I was in prep was one meal at a time, one rep at a time, one squat at a time, one workout at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. That's a wonderful mindset to have. That's be- And that was the only thing that got me through this process. Yeah. Because you're living in the moment for the day yeah. instead of thinking about what's coming next tomorrow or even what came already yeah because that can be overwhelming yeah like thinking about and that's what I think I always did was thought about the bigger picture and wanting to get to the end wanting to get to the part where I felt healed wanting to get to the part Mm -hmm. where I felt like I'm ready for new but I wasn't slowing down and pausing to deal with the now so that I was better for the new right So it really allowed me to find grace in the nitty-gritty of the journey. Um, I would literally... So in order to allow myself to feel every feeling, like to be sad and to just let my tears fall and to... Because I think every... Like society tells you, like, you know, we don't cry. 
Right. When you cry, you're weak. Exactly. But crying is actually the body's form of rebalancing itself. Mm. Rebalancing your um, your neural, like, your Interesting. system. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. That's cool. We all know how much I love reading books. <laughs> talked about it on the Personal Development Podcast episode. Mm-hmm. The book that actually taught me that, and that I'm really glad that I read it at the time of, God is just real funny. God is really funny. <laughs> And the way that things happen, I was reading this book as I was going through this journey. It's called How to Do the Work. Okay. I forget the author, but I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> but she's amazing. The book is amazing. But that's where that, that fact came from. Okay. Um, so it's really, the book itself is all about how to do the inner work so that you can be ready for the outside. Right. So it couldn't have come, I couldn't have been reading the book at a better time. Didn't even know it because I started reading it way before all of it even happened. And then was reading it like through the process. Yeah. Wild. So, yeah. So I would just let myself cry. Like I would let the tears fall and it would be really weird because. Okay. So where I, where I work now, which we'll get into as well, because that's a whole journey. um, (laughs) But started my own, not my own, started a business, opened it. That whole process of transitioning into ownership is wild, which we'll get into mm-hmm. in a little. But the business is a very happy place. It's kids all around me. <laughs> so when I go in, I'm just smiling from ear to ear. So I was never at work and crying. I never had moments where I was at work and felt like crying because when I was at work, because it's such a happy place and it's like little kids learning and development and yeah. doing all these things. I'm always, I was always so focused on the kids. So like, I never had moments of like wanting to cry at work, but it was when I was home, just kind of like, you know, sitting on the couch, watching whatever show and then, you know, the thoughts come. Right. So that's when I realized I had to get at, like I had to remove myself from that feeling. Mm -hmm. I would get up and I would drive to, I found like my little sunset spot. I love sunset. So I like found my own sunset spot. I bought a journal literally bought a blank journal that I dedicated for my thoughts only. That's nice. Because I needed a release. Yeah. I realized that I was like going through these just spirals mm-hmm. of my thoughts and like like replaying the relationship back, replaying like, you know, could I have caught it then? Could I have, you know, yep. if I did this, all Said the things, this, all the yeah. what ifs, yep. all of the like, whatever's and like like how could this happen how could this whatever like how do you just all of a sudden you don't want a relationship anymore like how does that even how is that something that somebody thinks about a lot of all of those thoughts were in my head and I was like okay I need these have to get out of my head in order for me to move on and for me to process what I'm feeling what I'm thinking and really heal I have to release this yeah and that was something I didn't want to put on my support system because for me personally, I know that there's only so many, obviously, like I really strive to be the best friend possible. So if my friends ever come to me, you, whoever, ever comes to me with their problems a thousand times, I'm gonna be there a thousand and one times. Mm -hmm. A thousand and ten, like I'm gonna, two thousand. I'm gonna (laughs) be there an umpteenth amount of times. Mm But then in my head, I started thinking, like, 
okay, but how many times can I come to my friends with these same problems before they get, like, annoyed? They're like, girl, get it together, get over this man, and move, like, come on. So I was like, you know what, I need to, which is where that quote uh, came from, is, um, you know, who's going to give you everything? Yourself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, I need to pick myself, I need to pick myself up, I need to heal myself, and I need to, excuse my language, do the shit. Yeah. I need to do it. So... I bought a journal, I would drive to my sunset spot, and I would just write. I would just write my thoughts, I would cry, mm-hmm. I would, whatever thought came to my head, I would write. Yeah. And I would date it, I would put where I was, I'd put the time, and then I'd drive off. And that, I felt my, like, that gave me release. Right. Until the next time. Yeah. And then I would go drive to my yeah. sunset spot, write it, until that just mm-hmm. became a pattern, until I didn't even need the journal anymore. Yeah. I mean, journaling is such a beautiful release. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is, I mean, just to piggyback on talking to your friends and stuff like that, um, all of your friends will always be there 2,000% for you. Yeah. You know, so I understand the thought process, but, you know, don't allow that to stop you from talking to your friends. But journaling is also an yeah. amazing release tool. Like, it just allows the thoughts to seep out of you, just like you said. Instead of sitting in your bed and being like, spiral, 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 I can't sleep. Right. And it's beautiful that you did that for yourself. A lot of people mm-hmm. can't do that for, for themselves. Yeah. Um, usually, they're handed a journal from their therapist and say, okay, one journal a day, and then we'll talk about it, right? Yeah. But the fact that you're able to really pull yourself up and out and, you know, do the things necessary for yourself is like, amazing it's it's an amazing journey truly it really is thank you yeah thank you I don't I think I get the like that mindset the like who's gonna do this you like Mm -hmm. from both my parents Mm. because they're both go-getters yeah definitely um for sure that, (laughs) that same tenacity and mindset of like we're doing this, mm-hmm. and there, you know, there's no other way around it. So, you know, it also comes from how I was raised, which, thank God, they raised me that way to be able to now, like, you know, be able to get myself together while also being able to help and pull up other people <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when I was, okay, so going through the process, going through the journaling, finding my sunset spot, also, guys, get a dog. <laughs> because... <Yes. laughs> Just hugging them for 10 seconds, that's like a fad. Like, just hugging them for 10 seconds gives you, like, I forget the amount of serotonin, but just gives you this feeling of happiness. Yeah. And they just look at you and, like, I remember I would just cry and, like, little Ruby Roo would come over and just, like, lick my tears. I'm like, you don't even know why I'm crying. so sweet. I love you. I got her way before that, but, like, just going through, now going through the the phases of life Mm -hmm. and having her, I'm like, for real. My girl. <laughs> um, she's the best. Yeah. She reads. I feel like she knows how I feel before I know how I feel. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> she's the best. But now, like, going through that process, I feel, one, extremely comfortable to even talk about it. Mm-hmm. The feeling of overwhelmingness of seeing, like, I, I just want to get to the point of being healed and whatever. And that's not even to say that I'm, like, completely 
healed all the way, boom, 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 like whatever. I'm, I would probably say I'm like 95%. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's still like moments, like the 5%, there's the moments where I'm like, mm, like, you know, like just thoughts of memories will pop up. Of course. Like, man, it was so great or blah, blah, blah. But now I'm able to think about like why it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm able to understand that what happened is okay. Like yeah. I'm okay with how it ended. I'm okay with it ending. I don't want it back. Mm-hmm. I'm. I feel like I'm living in the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Like the the light is here. Right. And in that light, because I went through the process, because I allowed myself to feel all the feelings, I can extend grace to that person. Right. And I can extend grace to the situation and know that like. We're all battling our own journeys. Mm-hmm. And we're all navigating through them the best way that we can. And if now I understand that if at that time that was the best way to navigate that that person felt like it was, then okay. Right. Was it extremely hurtful? Yes. However, I can now understand that that person was doing just doing the best that they could at that time in life. Right. Yeah. You know, I think you just realize that, like, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. So, understanding that there maybe are some steps that the other party hasn't taken to fully come to terms with whatever is the void or whatever feeling that they were feeling mm-hmm. they're they also have to search to figure right. out why they felt that way right and what led them to carry out the actions that they did yeah yeah i feel like a lot of those situations people are looking for something mm-hmm. in other people mm-hmm. um realizing they're not finding it Versus looking within themselves to find it. Yeah. And that's a journey that you have to commit to. You know, that's something yeah. that you, if you don't, you know, express it out loud to yourself, it's some, the cycle's just going to go and go and go and yeah. go. And I think most people try to avoid the journey because it's an ugly journey. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard to do work on yourself and to call yourself out mm-hmm. and to genuinely say, I'm not good in this area. I need to work on it. And then the process of working on it. Right. Because the process is never finished. No. Like, you're continuously working on yourself. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Yep. And the work in progress will, like you said, never end. Yeah. Throughout life. You're always going to hit a new stage of life Life mm-hmm. that's always going to need work. Yeah. So It's like marriage. Like, when you marry someone at 20 or at 30 mm-hmm. who that person is at 60 isn't the same person that you married at 20 or at 30 yep so you have to be okay like this is just how i look at marriage. Mm-hmm. like you have to be okay with the person changing yeah 
Like, you're basically saying, I'm down with loving you in every form of life. Yeah. The person that you were in your 20s, I'm down with your body changing. Mm -hmm. When you're 40, I'm down with your personality and who you are and just how you handle things changing. When you're 50, it's a walk. It's the continuous cycle Mm -hmm. of doing the work. Exactly. It never ends. And I, I don't. I don't know when I look at like Instagram I like sometimes want to if I like ever find myself just like getting in this like I've spent too much time scrolling uh-huh. I'm like I feel drained because everything that's on there is like what's it like the cancel culture and like yep. they did this one bad thing so you cut them off and mm-hmm. like no actually what you should do is express the way you feel yep. express how like just address your emotions if it's important enough to you to express it to somebody else express it and if you feel like you should both work on it or you need to work on it yourself then you work on it and then you move forward yeah I think that's a huge issue in like today's world is that everyone's just ready to jump ship and kind of move on to the next thing yeah um I actually watched this interview with this old older couple they were married for, you know, 50 plus years. And the guy said, what's the secret? And it was very simple. We choose each other every day. Mm-hmm. That's There's no secret. Yeah. You just have to want it and you have to work on it. You have to work. Mm-hmm. Love ain't all it is, yeah. honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, this next part of whew, what I learned in my 29th year, I took a deep breath because it was a very heavy lesson. And every time I think about it, I'm very grateful for the lesson, but I just remember, like, the heaviness of what it felt like going through it. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, we, for the longest time, I, you know, worked for Orange Theory, was a general manager, oversaw multiple locations, even remotely. I moved from, I literally moved (laughs) to New York from Florida to oversee. A location and then opened one up, another one up in New York, and was remotely seeing um, the ones in Florida. Would, you know, fly back and forth periods of time to like oversee and check on the ones in Florida. And then an opportunity was presented to me to step into the ownership circle of mm-hmm. a new franchise called Kids Strong. Shout out to Kids Strong. <laughs> <laughs> Love it dearly. But in the transition from general manager in operations what and stepping into owner operator there's already so many lessons in itself with that and like thank god for my mentors that I have but just the transition of leaving what I've known since 2015 knowing you know that company like the back of my hand Mm -hmm. and loving it so much it's what fueled my love for fitness and you know that whole like it's a part of my life like in in every aspect not just career-wise but on the personal end and just how I live life so to leave that and go into a new business that I knew nothing about was understood the concept I loved the the message and the the vision but it was like that's different in itself going from one thing that you absolutely know everything 
of and you learn it's like dating yeah, like you go from literally. one relationship it's to another where you know this person you know everything about them blah 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 and then going clean into a, cl- a clean slate yeah. that's basically what yeah. it was so i mean that was that was not in a bad way rough but it was rough in itself just like learning all the the nuances of everything mm-hmm. and um yeah and then the the loveliness of opening a location in <laughs> on the other side like not on the side of okay we have to get well still on that side but what i've experienced before in opening locations was the operation side of it right. like all the things that we need to get in line to be ready for opening day whereas this time around i was on the other side mm-hmm. of <laughs> i mean you were building bottom up literally. no for real like literally <laughs> like not, not coming in to train and hire, like Ugh, bottom yeah. up. Bottom up. Like empty building. Going into an empty space, mm-hmm. going there every day, like talking to the construction team, talking to the general contractor, <laughs> ordering all the equipment that we needed. And then in that, so like that was a journey in itself. Like, you guys, opening. Wait, you know how they do those, um, <laughs> what if like they whisper? Yeah. I want to like. Literally, no, it is not. It's wild times, <laughs> wild times, and I feel like, again, this what I continue to tell myself when I was going through this was the quote: "God trust, God trust me with this journey. He knows that I can handle it." I every day literally woke up saying, "I'm going through this because God knows that I can handle it." I'm going through this because he will never give me anything that I can't bear. Mm-hmm. I'm going through this because to whom much is given, much is required. So yes. let's take a shower, let's put our clothes on, and let's go meet the, con- the the construction team. Let's go do what we need to do. Yep. So it was a very long journey. We started this journey in April of last year. Wow. We didn't actually open until February, mm-hmm. which to some of you who may not know, that's not a good timeline. No. <laughs> that's very <laughs> it's long. not a good timeline. <laughs> um, and in, uh, man, it's just the permits, it's the town, it's New York, it's so many things. But one of those things, so we were getting close to the time where we were opening. Like, headquarters was like, okay, cool, we're going to send out our coaches to train your coaches. Like, it's happening. This is here. So here's your opening date. I'm like, awesome. Opening date. We go to do our, like, audit, our, like, blue floor audit. Mm-hmm. We get on a FaceTime call with, you know, headquarters because we're in a different state. And they're basically going over, basically going down, going through the checklist, making sure we have everything. Right. One of the things we didn't have was, like, chains, the little... They're like swing chains, Yeah, right? like yeah. swing chains to go on the setup, the, like, rig that we have. And they were ordered from Amazon. Right. Well, I remember this. Amazon, all of a sudden, we ordered it, they charged us for it, said it was on the way. Then, they didn't send a note or an email or a notification, an alert, nothing. I go back because she's like, oh, where's where are these chains? I was like, oh, we ordered them from Amazon. So she says, well, we need them in order for you to pass the blue floor. Like, they need to be in hand. Okay, they're coming, like, whatever. So I go to look at the Amazon order. It says out of stock. 
So I tell her, you know, thinking like, oh, it's Amazon. We have Amazon Prime. No problem. Like, it's going to be delivered tomorrow. Overnighted. The max, two days. She's like, no, they need to be in hand right now or else we're moving your date again. So I thought that she was just, like, trying to, like, politely puff her chest. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, to, like, shake me and, like, be like, whatever. So I was like, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem, no problem. They're here, they're here, they're here. So we get off the call, and she's like, she, you know, follows up with a message, and she's like, for real, in order to approve your open date and for you to, like, pass this audit, you need to have those in hand. Or I need to have, like, a, the receipt basically saying that it's going to be here tomorrow. Right. Um, Amazon had them out of stock all over. No matter whose Amazon account I logged into. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point I logged into your Amazon yeah. account. And I remember. I was in my mama's Amazon account. Everywhere. We were uh, on Home Depot. Called, yeah. Lowe's. Literally everywhere local, looking for those. local maintenance hardware stores. Mm-hmm. Like, I was willing to drive, honey. <laughs> I was willing to drive all of Long Island. Yep. And um, then we found them. Wrong color scheme. Remember? Yeah, wrong color. Yeah. Ooh, y'all. Ooh. So then she says, um, well, we have to move your date. And, like, it's final. Well, she gave me until, like, 5 p.m., I think, the next day. Like, yeah. we, whatever we tried to do, it just didn't. We tried, we exhausted we tried all everything. <laughs> um, and it just didn't, it didn't come to fruition. She moved our date. And I'm only saying this lightly because I've processed it. And obviously, it, it happened. We're open. Everything's fine now. Yeah. And I'm over it. But when she said she was moving our date, I remember my mom calling me and um, being like, hey, how are you? Like, how's your day going? And I just started crying. I remember I just started crying. Mm-hmm. She was like, what's wrong? And I told her what happened. And she was like, at first, she didn't ask, like, you're crying over change. I think she just knew, like, I'm crying because the journey has already been so long. And I was, we were right there, like, supposed to be opening next week. And then she pushed it back two more weeks i mean it was only like two more weeks but like but at still. that moment it was like yeah we have been trying to open for so long that we were right here and you telling me no was like so and in the moment i kind of felt a little distant from god mm-hmm. a little i remember thinking like wow you know i wanted you to come through you didn't come through. I needed these chains. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a miracle worker. I'm just going to be real. Like, I'm, you know, I'm going to yeah. be very transparent. This is just was what my thoughts were in the moment. Like, you're a miracle worker. How could you, you know, not allow me to, like, this is a, my business. Yeah. Like, this is your life. My new endeavor. This yeah. is my new endeavor. Like, exactly. wow, this is wild this is wild like is this really what i'm stepping into and i remember calling my dad and my dad saying because my dad owns his own business i remember my dad saying as a business owner every day is not a good day and i was like that is not what you're supposed to tell me i'm crying (laughs) and he was like i'm just gonna give it to you straight like as a business owner every day is not a good day Mm -hmm. i was like Okay, well, I'll call you later. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I just kind of sat in that, and I was like, all right, well. And then the next thing that popped up, I think I just was like to find relief, just started scrolling on Instagram, Mm -hmm. and I saw a quote that said, you don't get greatness by being comfortable. And I was like, whew. All right, well, 
this entire process has been uncomfortable. So if I was destined to be great, and if I was destined for greatness, and this is my new, my next level, right? That was the first one. That's my next, my, my next level in life. Every next level of your life demands a different version of you. So then mm-hmm. I thought about that, and I was like, all right, pull your britches up, <laughs> and let's go. Yes. Stop crying. Stop throwing a pity party for yourself. Where do we need to get these chains from? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at that point, there was nothing we could do. She had already changed our, like, it was in concrete. Like, yeah. plans changed. Right. Our date changed. So I was like, well, okay. If it's going to be another two weeks, it's going to be another two weeks. We're going to pick it up, and we're going to keep moving. Yeah. We're going to plan for February whatever. Exactly. And that was, you know, thank God it didn't get pushed after that. We opened in February. It was amazing. And then the next, <laughs> after that, right? Like, you go through all of that. I'm thinking, like, whoo, we're open. Like, this is it. Like, no problem. We got through it. Like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Whatever, whatever. And then I say the whole thing. Like, this whole, um, it's not a scripture, but this whole kind of, like, saying of, like, the deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. So I'm like, okay, I mean, through everything. I mean, just... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for a breath. Thank you for another day. Thank you for life. Thank you, you know, for all of the things that I have. If if today was my last day, you know, and that was how my life is written out, I wouldn't need to ask God for anything else because mm-hmm. I've lived a life and I've lived, I've never gone through life needing anything. He's always provided everything that I need. So I was like, all right, this is. I'm good. Anything that we're going through, I'm good. I have God. Even when I feel like he's distant, I got him. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. I know that I can talk to him. Like, we have a relationship that I can say what I'm truly thinking. And it'll be okay. And I'll be stronger for it. And then again, I just have to trust that he trusts me with this journey. (laughs) (laughs) And he knows I can handle it. Which he does. Because you are still here. Yeah. You know. Killing the game every day. I mean, after we opened, just going through that whole process, not the process again, but just the, just the process of being open and being an owner of a business that is open. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of moving parts. And one thing that, first of all, I can never do this by myself. Like, thank God that there's other, um, my partners. Yeah. Like in this. Thank Jesus. But, you know, sometimes yes. you have to kind of wave the flag and be like, hey. Yeah, please. I'm, like, <laughs> I need you to. can't see <laughs> People listening can't see what I'm like. You know, you know that um, that image that's like you, like, are in the water and you're, like, reaching up and it's yeah. like we'll give you a high five. Yes. Instead really of grabbing it. your hand. <laughs> I'm like, help me. Um, They're like, you got it. Yeah. I'm like, no, I need help. Sometimes there's those kind of moments, but, like, I also realize that, like, I have to express, if it's important enough and it's affecting me on a deeper level, then I have to express that I need help or I have to express. Because I'm also a person that, like, I will do everything. I will get it done. Mm -hmm. Even if I have 20 other things I have to do, (laughs) give it to me, put it on my plate, I will do it anyway. I just had to learn that I also had to change the way that I was still doing things Mm -hmm. to succeed in this next level of my life yeah and I also feel like when you're not used to asking for help asking for help is the hardest 
thing yeah. ever. I'm still le- I'm still learning that yeah. lesson too. It's so hard. Yeah. Like even to my parents, like I don't know how to like ask anyone. I just never want to ask for help. I don't either. Yeah. It makes me feel I'll ask for help when it's too late. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, my dad will always be like, why didn't you ask before? I'm like, yeah. because I didn't want you to feel bad. I know. Or like, <laughs> and then I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, I won't ask until someone is like, hey, what's happening? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. here it is. But I think through, through the entire process and still even now of like going through all the things because – about to open another location and another mm-hmm. one after that and another one after that yep. is just remaining grateful through it all leaning on my support system mm-hmm. just just gratefulness to be honest yeah gratefulness and grace mm-hmm. god gratefulness and grace the three g's, <laughs> the three <honey>. g's. <laughs> because yeah, without God, I, I 1,000% can't do anything. And just the gratefulness allows you to, like, stop and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, and the grace also gives you just the opportunity to know that you're human. You're going through life, navigating, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. We all can press forward. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, when I tell people that my 20s hit me out with the bang, (laughs) that's what I mean. That's what I mean. (laughs) It was a lot, but I am so grateful for my 29th year Mm -hmm. because of how much I learned and the person it made me going into my 30s. Yeah. I mean, it literally slingshotted you. Yeah. I feel like it like chiseled me. You exactly. know that like you're yes. like you know you that thing. I don't know it's a chisel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like it literally chiseled me like chick 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 yep. chick 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 like she needs to change here. Bup, bup, got it. Masterpiece. Change yep. here. Boom boom. Got it. Masterpiece. And, and give you a whole year. And here. Boom boom. Got it. And she's 30. Like, literally. That's how I feel like yep. it was. I don't feel like I have arrived. Like I don't feel like Boom! My, I'm in my. I'm 30, and I have what the world says I should have by the time I'm 30. I right. don't feel like that, but that was never the that was never the goal. No, and that was never what I was focused on. I just was focused on growing, mm-hmm. not being stuck in where I was when I was 29 or 28 and whatever, and just healing mm. and all the things. Mm-hmm. And Honey, we are healed. Yes. <laughs> we are healed. We are ready yes. for life. We're ready for just new things. Yeah. We are. I'm not even like like single and ready to mingle. I'm just like open to what God has for me. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Yeah. Like the next step in that journey. Yeah. Whatever it may be. The corniest person. Yeah. (laughs) When it comes to that. (laughs) So I'm just going to let God do his thing. But we love you for that. Yeah. (laughs) You are always authentically yourself, which is 
which is uh, all anybody could ever ask for. Yeah. yeah. But sunsetting my 20s, <laughs> we did it. Yeah. They were amazing. They were great. We don't want to see them again. No. Um, <laughs> and now we're just focused on the 30s and focused on greatness mm-hmm. <laughs> and just everything. I just, I'm, whew, y'all. When life is lifing, just know you're not the only one going through it. Yeah. And if you feel like you need to express what you're going through to someone, express it. Because there's no reason that you should sit on emotions going in a spiral. Yeah. Like, get it off your chest. Yep. Exactly. Whatever that looks like yeah. for you. Whether it be your journaling in your special yeah. spot, your walks in the park, yeah. your, you know, poetry, like any kind of outlet that fits for you and your brain and your emotions, yeah. do it. Don't feel ashamed. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people get stuck in, like, judging themselves for wanting to do certain things. No. Nobody cares. Live your life, baby. Yeah. Do what you want to do. If wearing sweats all day makes you happy, do it. <laughs> if eating um, hot soup in 80-degree weather makes you feel great, do it. Yep, exactly. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. Who cares what people think? <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed. I have the next episode written out already yes so look out for that episode number five probably coming out next weekend or the weekend (laughs) after but we're back baby we're on it i'm not taking a year-long break anymore that that's a wrap for episode number four sunsetting my 20s thanks for listening do what sets your soul on fire until we meet again